The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Well, hello. This is Sue Rose Minahan, and on Top Cosmos, December 15th, 2018. And we are completing the last of four conversations about Sagittarius. Sagittarius, that archetype, is ruled by Jupiter, the largest planet in our solar system, which is not one of the personal planets, but a planet that is one of our interpersonal planets, we might call, and it's of our philosophies. It is of our belief systems. It could be, say, we are our belief systems. There are many aspects that we've talked about over the last few weeks. Last week was about publishing. The week before that was about travel. Tonight, we're discussing another realm of the higher mind, of the expansion which is really Sagittarius. And it's about law because it is those perceptions. It's that voice. It's our attitudes, our, our sense of truth, what we're really seeking that's the science of law that is that, again, that remote sense. It's not the accountability of the next house of Capricorn where we have rulership and authority over us. This is where we're discussing our domain of thought, and in the science of law. Tonight, our guest, who has been here before, she's a repeat guest, Shannon Hayes from Seattle, an astrologer of the evolutionary concept, such as myself, which is soul growth, and a student of Maurice, not just a student, but certified by Maurice Fernandez, who is the president of OPA which is Organization for Professional Astrologers. Shannon's an entrepreneur. She is a hairstylist, has her own salon. She is an animal activist, a photographer, and active on Instagram often, does consultations. And you can find out information how to get a hold of Shannon by going to Talk Cosmos, the website. So tonight I'll say, hello, Shannon. Here we are. Hi, Sue. <laughs> Nice to be on here to talk with you again. It is indeed. Last time was our opposite, which was in Gemini. <laughs> I know. Yes. There we were communicating about the nature of the of the environment, our, our neighborhoods. But this time it's about the big conceptual thoughts that we really derive. And right now, Sagittarius, well, Jupiter rules Sagittarius is in its own sign and when it comes to law you brought up a, a very interesting concept because if we look back at history there's times that we can learn from I mean Sagittarius does want to look ahead it's a visionary sign but the fact that we're devising our thoughts about how we're going to construct in the next house, you know, our laws, 
I mean, our government might say, uh, you, you were in a conversation going back to the early 70s when Neptune was in Sagittarius. Right. And what else? I mean, there was like a stellium, right? Yes, in what? 1971. Right. There was a, that stellium and Sagittarius. And um, yeah, I was I was on the Internet looking around like just when, when we were discussing, you know, this topic about laws. And I just happened to come across um, the whole Ferdinand Marcos regime and how interesting it was that someone so he basically ruled from like i think was like 1972 to like 1986 or something but from uh what was it 1972 to like 1981 or 82 i can't remember what we were the exact dates we're talking about right well, I think what you had mentioned was that he actually started in 1965. Right, the, 1970- the whole concept, the vision, right, his vi- yes. the vision of the Philippines being under a dictatorship was, was the plan had started, it was festering in 1965, and by December 30th, 1972, he had declared martial law and as he was supposed to be leaving his eight-term, his um, two-term presidency, he declared martial law and was um, was dictator for several, like I don't know, several more years after that. Yeah, but it was like his vision. Like he did, he had this vision and he managed to do it, which was what was so interesting. And he did it using. Um, it was actually called Opaline Sagittarius, yes. which is really fascinating. And and right, a and this is what we were word. talking about. And all of these 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 like planets in Sag. I mean, the whole thing was so crazy, right? And basically, what he did was he made this proclamation, and then he that was he, in seventy one, right? So it, yeah, it yeah. Was, this, the, I think you said it was July twenty third. 1971, 1971, it was in right? a newspaper called, called the Free, Free Press. Press. <laughs> yeah, very ironic, because I it was know, totally right? the opposite. Right? Declaring yeah. his martial law idea that if that's how he was going to protect people, you said. Yeah. Right, yeah, the, and it was, yeah, exactly. So he, d- so in January 23rd, 1971, the issue of the Philippines Free Press magazine described a method for imposing martial law and then it was imposed more than a year later yes so right so so basically what he did was um he managed to to basically take over the government right and he put under house arrest judges reporters anybody that was against him right all the military you said yeah he yep free press he had that vision is what you were bringing out was is that this vision of and systematically uh implementing it through these ninth house uh sagittarius ideas when 
there were five planets. We noticed, you know, there was Mars conjunct Neptune conjunct Jupiter. And of course, Jupiter rules Sag, and they were all in Sag. There were no boundaries for those folks that aren't astrologers. It was when Mars and Jupiter get together, there's a lot of impetus, and there's the the... How can we say that Sagittarius is? It's a wonderful sign. It's generous. It's big. But the problem is, is that if one doesn't have any checks and balances and just pushes their agenda. Right. It's an, it can be total inflation, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, his whole ideas, like, I mean, this the whole thing was just kind of fascinating because of the fact that this whole thing was called opland sagittarius which is how i even got onto this and then i started reading about it and i'm going oh my god this is like so crazy because i had no idea and that he basically when he set this up he distributed different copies of this proclamation to different um different military people that were in support of him and he took the first letter of their of each one of these people's last names and basically associated a zodiacal um, archetype with it. So this major proclamation, this Oakland Sagittarius, actually went to um, this General uh, Solomon, right? So S for Solomon and Sagittarius, right? So he so Marcos had carefully planned this whole project, right? So that if someone tried to turn on him, he'd be able to take immediate action. So I mean, you see that like that all of those planets and Sag and the Mars and the Neptune and like I mean, just like it is something know. to be careful about because it's yeah. really a perfect example of Sagittarius running away and and in a country where there isn't. Well, there isn't the middle class of, of, of that has um, some kind of personal power. You know, they were they were uh, impoverished, I believe, and impoverished. Yeah. You know, there was a wide discrepancy between the classes. But the fact that he systematically imposed the people around him that were totally supportive of him, it's a tremendous example of Sagittarius running away and right now the same you know we learn from history and again we have Sagittarius in uh, or not Sagittarius but we Jupiter, have Jupiter yeah in, yeah Sag. So, right and yeah when it comes to law if the, the media is also ruled by ninth house because it's anything with mass communications it's very important that we protect or that we by protecting i think that we all voice our opinions because that is the 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 birth of of concepts oh absolutely you know absolutely just, you know i i mean it's it's the dissent that helps keep check checks and balances you know it's like in 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 a situation where you have like all this runaway sagittarian energy that they had like you know in the 70s when this was all going down in the philippines um you know as 
the Philippines, I think at that time was like, I mean, it was pretty third world like in a lot of respects. So, um, you know, it was another one of these situations where he managed to kind of con people into um, believing that, you know, he was going to save them. You know, it's that messianic complex that happens with, that can happen with all that Sagittarian with being unchecked, you know, it, like. It reminds me of like the old adage of setting them up to knock them down, which is if you bowl, which I don't bowl much, but you set up the pins and then you, you know, take your bowling ball and you knock it down. So it's, it's something where we all have that personal sense of truth is important. We're in a time right now where it gets can be aggravating listening to somebody else's sense of truth. But it's very important because all these ideas that are coming forth eventually make up those laws that are in with the government. And we're in like that incubation time. It was well, perpetual, but it, it's so important. For instance, I think you're going to a conference that's going to be about the Galactic Center. And the Galactic Center, I may say, is uh -huh. 27, 28 degrees Sagittarius. And it happens to be the centaur is the symbolic, zodiac symbolic symbol of the Sagittarius. And it's not quite clear whether it's the archer. Well, it is an archer. It's where they're the centaur, which is a half man on a horse, is pulling back on his arrow. And the arrow is pointed at the galactic center, which is 27, 28 degrees Sagittarius. So it's like we're all aiming towards our truth, which happens to be that point in the Milky Way, which is the incubator of the stars. There's like a bunch of nebula that are there, which is, again, I'm, I'm, many times we can thread back to this, but it is that sense of us incubating our, our opinions, our, our patterns of thought, the remote, the beyond. Right, the visions, right? It's yes. like the, the visionary. Yeah, abso yeah, absolutely. No, it's like totally fascinating. Yeah. In fact, yeah, when is that conference of the Galactic Center, I think? That, uh, it is the end of, I think it's the end of, end of January, first week in February. It's going to be down in Mexico, I think. Right, in Shishim. Uh, and is that through a particular group? Or I know Maurice is there and Gemini Brett. Right, and Owner, Owner Dosher, Ursula. Um, That's Ur Ursula Stockner of uh -huh. Mexico. Yeah, and, and owner of Turkey. It's quite cosmopolitan, just like right? Sagittarius. Sagittarian, yeah. right? It's like all the uh, people from all over, right? It's a yeah, galactic gathering. But that arrow is pointed to Antares, which is the heart of a scorpion, although it's nine degrees Sagittarius. So if anybody right. has nine degrees Sagittarius in their charts, or wherever nine degrees is in their chart, or 27, 28 degrees Sagittarius are significant. One is the fixed star, Antares, which is on the ecliptic, yes? Mm hmm And Antares is a fixed star, isn't it? Antares. 
It's the 15th brightest star in the night sky and the brightest star of the constellation, I think it's Scorpius. Is that what they yes, call it? Yes, it's in Scorpius, although it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nine degrees Sagittarius. Right. I don't think it is a royal star. No, there's only four royal stars. No, it's not a royal no, it star, is but because it's in or it Scorpio. Could be. Oh, yes, it is. It is yes, a Scorpion because there's four. There's the the fixed stars, which is Leo, Scorpius, uh, um, Cancer, uh, and Lib and 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 uh, fixed uh, Taurus. You know, they're they're all. Yeah, it's a bright it's a bright star. So, so it's somehow the significance of bringing the heavens to earth, which is really when we consider the centaurs half man, half humanity, and then the the wildness of the animal, the nature, the horse. Right. You know, it is a matter of that distance of of the heart of the scorpion. Because the scorpion is it's one of the symbols of, of Scorpio, which is the previous sign of the death and rebirth process. And it's interesting that Scorpio wants to find the truth. You know, it perishes one evolutionary development to rebirth into another phase. And when you get to Sagittarius, it's finding that truth. It's not just the truth of something, but what is truth. Right. Exactly. What is truth? Yeah. That's where we can't let one vision overtake. It is important. As much as we think any of us or anyone might think globally or nationally that their vision is correct, it is this collage. Oh, absolutely, because, yeah, because everyone has their own sense of truth, you know. <clears throat> truth is definitely, it's like, you know, your truth can be different than mine, you know. What makes you work and what makes you click. You know, we all have our own kind of motivating factors and visions, right? Yes, and how we consider, well, this is astrologically speaking, but what is the sign on the ninth house? There's 12 houses, so the ninth house is above in the collective sphere, for those that need to know, I mean, that are not astrologers, just generally speaking. Right, it's above the horizon, right? It's a third, it's in the third like quarter yes quadrant yeah the third quadrant yeah which there are four of but so the sign on that house is how we look for our truth or look for our how we might consider our our philosophy how we might see god because in a, a lot of ways it's not that i mean other houses like 12th house in a sense is the universal all but in the ninth house at that stage of our development because this is a systematic growth you know developmentally taking all of the cosmos and and setting it into these departments that we can begin to work with 
but that's where so it matters how we might think about things like if Aries is there we're going to be much more full of initiative and and promoting our our ideas on or instrumenting like for adventure for instance yes right oh yeah absolutely yeah and you know and it can also be the kind of thing where um you can be a little over exuberant or um you know kind of foot in the mouth syndrome kind of thing <laughs> if you're looking at at it from a shadow side too because it could be one that reacts because it's all that fire energy too so Aries is the fire point. energy, right? And the Sagittarian is fire energy. And Sagittarian naturally is optimistic. It's like one of the, it is the most joyful sign of the Zodiac. And so, yeah, I mean, it can be like a total train wreck and a runaway train kind of situation where, you know, it'll just keep going and uh, doesn't know when to put the brakes on per se, I guess. I like that idea, though, that you reminded me about faith, because really that ties in. If we don't have faith that our ideas are going to work, I mean, somehow we need to be buoyed up that there is a vision to work, to to promote, to go forward in. Otherwise, a dream, you know, like right. a, a, a journey. So from that standpoint, it's so necessary. I mean, granted, they can we can fall on our face or it can not work out, but but then we can try again, like the old adage, try, try again. I think Aries wants to prove it itself. And then if it's Taurus, it's that urge to for 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 personal values, to to, to figure out through traveling that things are have oh that they manifest. Right. Hmm? Go ahead. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's a way of, of, of manifesting like your ideas and philosophies and visions, you know, like could be even like, you know, thoughts, making thoughts concrete. Yes. And, you know, in a way, like you said, like manifesting, it's also like, you know, it also has a lot to do with the body. So, you know, with the second house, so it, you know, it could be ways of, um, of, um, using the body in ways of, you know, like for teaching or, um, you know, whatever athletics even, you know, I mean, Sagittarian also was, was an athletic. It tends to be, I mean, I know Virgo mostly, is athletics, but Sagittarian is also, you know, it's the, Absolutely. It's so it's the archer and the horse, yeah. right? Yeah, and Aries it's also. Adventurous. Right, it's adventurous, exactly. Yeah. So then if a person, because they want practicality, that's the other right. thing too. Because yeah, practicality. If it's Gemini, <laughs> there's always the mind. It wants to go looking forward, and in a sense, Maybe a little bit more of a tourist because it's trying to get the, you know, understand the navigating the areas. And in cancer, it really gets people are thinking of fundamentally what is self, like what is one's roots, like maybe traveling to see how it relates to their psyche, their um, deep emotions. 
family origin. Ah, yes. Right? Tradition. Yes. Right. And I it, mean, that, that could be, like, the trip you take, like, to, like, wherever... Yeah, wherever your family originated from. Like, my brother and I took a trip to Ireland, right? We did, too. Yes. Yeah, and that's where my grandfather was born. Yeah. It was very exciting. It's true. And having some kind of reason why. It's it's so interesting. So we're mentioning this just to folks. If you look at your ninth house, you might have a little bit of an idea that it makes a difference why you might travel or why you might think about your philosophies, or that for a reason that we are, we have our emphasis on what matters to us. I mean, essentially everybody has the same needs in, in many respects, but yet how we apply them, it does make a difference. And especially if we're voicing our opinions about things or reaching out further, it that's why we're... And we're bringing this forth. And Leo, Leo, well, as it said, Leo is a great joy. Leo is, uh, takes great pride, perhaps, in their journeys and wants what, pleasure. What, uh, right, right. What, they, what they create, right? Yes. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Are you here? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about what you that. Call, no, it's travel. You know, travel is most interesting. It's like, where are we? We're here, yet we're there. We can travel. It's so amazing. Like, we are actually traveling across the water, very much like Sagittarius. So, right? right? Yeah, different realities. <laughs> right, right. It's so Sag, right? It's Sag, Gemini. It's like carrying out, like having a Skype conversation from Seattle to Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love so then it. if we go into Virgo, Virgo wants practical aims. They want tools. They want methods, processes, techniques. And I'm getting this partly from Alan Oaken. Alan Oaken is a great astrologer. Oh. Yeah, and he has houses of the horoscope. So he's saying that they're always at school and, and setting and Libra, now this is when we want to meet people because it is the other person. So Libra would say, well, uh, is, is, are they actually, how connected, almost like being married to their beliefs? That's pretty strong when you think about it. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, break time. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Sagittarius, ruled by the largest of all planets, Jupiter, the Roman god, or Zeus by the ancient Greeks. By leaving a cycle based on power and powerlessness of life and death and regeneration involving committed relationships, Sagittarius energy finds meaning for an expanded perspective and potential for actualization in their search for truth. As a mutable fire sign depicted by the centaur, Sagittarius is adventurous and seeks the beyond, 
Sagittarius travels to far places, physically and mentally, to find the truths of life. Celebrate your star energy blessings. Schedule a natal astrology chart consultation with Talk Cosmos host, Sue Rose Minahan. You'll learn to better understand what personally fuels your soul's seed direction. Sue focuses on your questions to connect you into your unique heart's desire and your true soul path's birth essence, including a recording and a copy of your chart. Schedule by emailing info at talkcosmos.com. That's info at talkcosmos.com. Hello, this is Wendy Wyrot, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconscious. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk, 1150. Hello, Sue Rose Minahan and Shannon Hayes, December 15th, 2018, discussing Sagittarius law, the concepts of law, our entire mental frame. And we're, we ended with, on the ninth house, which rules these areas, we were discussing the different signs that it makes a difference, how we might approach our thinking patterns of the remote higher mind that Sagittarius is the centaur points its arrow out there to the galactic center looking for the incubated stars, you might say, and our own thought processes. So Scorpio has very deep connections and convictions. It really wants to understand the crisis and revolves around the need to redefine the truth and philosophy, yes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it wants to dig deep and, 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 you know, it is a a truth-seeking combination. And letting go constantly of what doesn't live and work. Right. And that's the gift and beauty. And it's, it's, it's a very intense uh, sign, but it would want truth desperately almost. There is no, no um, an obsession, I would think. And Sagittarius, oh, there we go with the fire, the enthusiasm. and Right, the optimism and the vision. Expanding, right? yes. Yep. And wanting the law. You might say in every respect... It is the epitome of travel and of breadth and of, well, we just brought out the fact of Neptune back there in 71 as an indication when Neptune for seven years and its orbit was in Sagittarius. There's no, in a sense, it's, it relates very much to Jupiter in Sagittarius, which is in its home base. But then at that time, Neptune doesn't have any boundaries, so it was just free reign. Right. It's a wild card. Yeah, the quest to know and to grow. And so really people there are really going to need to voice their opinions and thoughts and, and publish or 
choose their their philosophies, you know, of, of what what their beliefs are. And when you come to Capricorn, we're closing in now on the last quarter, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, it's responsibility. That's where things put in, get put into form. There's a goal. Right. And there's goals and it's, you know, um, con- laws and concepts that also have a lot to do with like constructing governments and societies and um you know corporations <clears throat> like you were saying it's it, they're uh, the trans as you might call them tran- more transpersonal kind of archetypes right yes because it's collective the whole mm-hmm. the whole right? of us as we evolve forward and of course, right now the nodes, which are points, but that are collective point that we're actualizing, where we're coming from as a whole global society for the next 18, 17 months, because it's an 18 month period, is South Node in Capricorn. We're all focused on these goals and these ambitions and and achievements. Oh, absolutely. And where where we're going as, you know, as a country, too. I mean, you can look at it country by country. It's like, you know, where is our country headed right now? You know, we have we have all corporations running our country pretty much. And democracy, as we knew it, is crumbling and changing, you know, and it's, you know, what's going to be next, right? It kind of, you know, it's kind of like what happened in the Philippines, you know, it's like, although you see the signs, but it doesn't mean that it's going to happen the same way. I'm not saying that at all, but, but you, you see the changes, right? Well, that's the warning and that's where we learn from history and that's why everybody knows that and well, I say everybody, it's said frequently, but why? It's because there are these cycles, there are these reminders, and that is the gift of astrology, is that it can open up some vistas, just, just like a science, to say, yes, there was, like, for instance, a hydrangea. It either goes pink or it goes blue, depending on the acidity of the soil. So right. we look at right. the and we say, we're in this energy zone of of coming to terms with our conceptual belief structures of the higher mind through its with cultures and through uh, distant visions well and, yeah and with different you know like how and also it ha- ties in with like you know the whole immigration thing like you say with different culture cultural imprints and how that also in, influences things, you know. I mean, it, it influences everything. And you see, like, the cycles. The nodes and the Cancer and Capricorn has a lot to do with, like, cycles of time, right? Which that- also can correlate with, you know, these different, all the different um, concepts that are being raised right now in this period of time. And it goes right back to your first example of the Philippines that in when Marcos ended martial law, 
was in 1981 when the nodes went from uh, well they had they left when was it it was in the Sagittarius well they went to Sagittarius but they had been in Capricorn just like now so it's most interesting that really that whole energy is an, an equal sign of authority versus personal processing yeah well yeah yeah because exactly because it was a time when um you know martial law was put in and you know the philippines was taken over and then you know authoritarian by an authoritarian dictator right who imposed his vision i mean it's like it's just so classic like um we have the, to be careful in this world. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's you know, like it, careful. We need to use this energy and realize that our ninth house has such great virtue to give us. It's our third fire sign. You know, we don't have another fire sign before the end of this uh, the cycle. And it is with this idea that we need to have are matters of expression we need our televisions we need our newspapers we need books we need our courts it rules our courts right we need we need that check and balance system that we have in this country we need yeah we need our societal freedoms you know yep. that that help to create more a more balanced society so then Aquarius, Aquarius in the ninth house really is from what Alan Oaken as a great mentor, an astrologer, and you spell Oaken to give Alan his proper due honor, is O-K-E-N, Alan. And he is saying that it's experimental curiosity that it wants to explore these beliefs of other cultures. And uh, th that's very true. I think there's um, the idea that the oneness begins, the universality and the humanitarianism begins to be very important and how all these attitudes go forward. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's about communities and, um, you know, the coming together of different, people from all different walks of life, you know, to make things better, to learn how to live together, you know, to find co common denominators and it's things, you know. Because, yes, I thank you. Pisces, to conclude the 12 archetypes, that is really about the ideal, idealism, uh, compassion it's very much where it's devoted to understanding about a deep understanding about life on the spiritual journey right it's about faith having faith and optimism that things are going to work you know it's having trust in life yeah so in many respects, the ninth house, it's interesting how, because if something is joyous, 
which all the fire signs have great exuberance in their intuitive. Mm -hmm. You know, we can sometimes overlook, maybe because they don't get in our way and make it stinky in some ways. <laughs> you know, we can think that maybe they're just zealous and overlook it. But it is really a powerful connection. You know, it's a mutable sign. And those mutable signs are very strong when it comes to formulating the new action ahead. Oh, absolutely. Because it's, it is about change. It's about being in motion. It's, you know, movement. The fire energy doesn't want to be stagnant. You know, it doesn't want to have boundaries. That's, I just love how you tie things up. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> you too, Shannon. It's so funny. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> Galactic center. I'm fascinated by the galactic center. And I wonder if it's because in my own chart, I have Uranus and Venus conjunct. Now, people that are not astrologers might wonder what that is, but that's your attraction. I mean, first of all, they, in mythology, they're rather connected because, well, they are connected. But the point is, yep. it's, uh, it's at 29 degrees Gemini, so it's the opposite by two degrees of the galactic center so it's like peering across my chart you know wondering really <laughs> what, what it is so for me it would be the galactic center would be in my third house and i was noticing in a article uh, the galactic center in your astrology chart by house and it says here that it resonates with cutting edge technology but also out of the box thinking quantum thinking just so true because it's sort of a eclectic connections from every direction i definitely follow that oh right absolutely and, yeah and that cosmic ideas that need to be shared to jump start the creative process and last that it the need to communicate radio here we are Hello. i know that's what i was just gonna say <laughs> there you are with your radio show i love it it's like it's like so true now what i think that's was, awesome yes it is i know when it when it and that's where astrology just continually reminds as you study it how amazing it is that it it connects and there is this free will i mean obviously we all have yep. our search for truth now what what house would it be in you what house is a galactic center, 27, 28 degrees. Um, you have Leo. See. I have um, I have uh, Pluto and right. in, in Leo, the 28 degree, but I don't have um, I don't have. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. Your rising sign is? My rising is just, it's like, um, well, it depends on the house, but it's like two degrees Leo. That's right. Uh, yeah, and I have um, Pluto and Leo at 28, right, in the second house, in the second house. I have my, uh, my Venus is close to the opposite of the galactic center. My Venus is 25 Gemini. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and your Gemini is in? 
which house? So in other it, words, it's it's in the eleventh house. Okay, so in other words, it's your fifth house. Your galactic center is in the fifth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's in the fifth house. Yeah, I have Saturn and Sag at ten degrees. Well, I'm sorry to ponder because here it says that involved with helping, well, helping out children, embodying yeah, right? paradigm. Yes, and creativity for the well, for benevolence and well, the spirit of play and having fun. Well, I mean that that definitely does fit though because I you know I do work my business is is in an assisted living facility and um, a lot of the people in that facility have dementia and Alzheimer's. So they actually are like children in a lot of ways, you know, and they're fun, you know, they're, they can be fun and silly, just like kids. And, um, yeah, I mean, a different kind of kid. Well, that goes so well with having, that's another part of astrology. When you think about it, it goes so well with one's chart. Like for me, if I have it in my third house, I'm a Gemini, even though my Sun is in the ninth house, which is the opposite. I know people that are not astrologers are going, whoops, what'd you do? What'd you say? Okay, right. It's the polarities, but yet it's strongly emphasized. It's another shade. It's, 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 it's as though if you're having a room that's decorated, you might have a certain color sort of accented and it pulls it all together. You know, that's maybe one way of putting it in just layman terms. But for you, too, if you have Leo, which is fifth house, that's a strong emphasis. So it's almost as though our galactic center just between the two of us, you might say, is one more indication that's trying to unify our chart, that's trying to pull together. Because with the galactic center, which is 27, 28 degrees, which is the center of the Milky Way, which is where the archer is pointing his arrow towards Antares, the heart of the scorpion, which is nine degrees Sag, which is in mythology many points of of maybe looking at truth of faring as far as what works and doesn't. And I know that's a bit abstract perhaps, but rather than get carried away about the mythology of it. But the fact is is that the that those degrees of 26, 27 degrees of Sagittarius is about freedom and truth and connecting. And that's how we connect our freedom and truth. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a good correlation. I like that. So I think you're, it'll be fascinating to find out through your Instagram about how the uh oh the conference how the uh conference yeah the conference goes yeah i know well it's so interesting too because talk about ninth house and the sagittarius archetype there's also going to be don marzo who didn't you you oh, met yes. don marzo right the last mexico trip? a shaman a shaman right yeah where the so, ring he made right and Don Marzo is going to be there too. Where they're also going to be doing, you know, ritual. What's interesting? One more factor about Sagittarius in the ninth house, because next week will begin 
Capricorn. And in fact, next week I might say to my audience, to the wonderful audience that is out there that does enjoy listening and that I'm so grateful for, is that it'll be on the solstice, which is when, you know, Sagittarius, interestingly, is that time when in the Northern Hemisphere, less light, less light, as we well know in Seattle. Right. The days are getting so small as far as light goes. And yet on the solstice is when it the, for three days it's it's stationary. The sun is in that uh, doesn't change the light on Earth, you know, as far as our orbital pattern as we go. But then it begins to increase. And so it is that that light here in Sagittarius that has hope and faith that the light will return. There's a lot of that that energy that's spoken about, you know, on an esoteric level of Sagittarius. So that next week will be the solstice, which is the least light, and it happens to be on that day, the 22nd, I think, 21st, 22nd. And we don't have a speaker as of yet, but we, if you look on Talk Cosmos, that'll be evident. Some people have their needs. Now, because it is a Capricornian time, and the people involved suddenly had a lot of responsibilities, which I thought was <laughs> interesting. How, you know, once again, the archetypes speak up in our daily life, and that's really what it's about. So this whole thought that I'm trying to present is that the ninth house is also a cadent house. You know, there's like the angular house, the succeedant house, and the cadent house. And the cadent house is just before the angles. And the angles, for those that don't know, for astrology are two, because that's what an angle is. Yes, it's like a cross. And one is the horizon of Earth with the light, and the other is the meridian. So... The point is, is that this mutable, this mutable house is, it, it was saying that a lot of uh, strong, that people with planets in different, the ninth, ninth house among the other uh, houses just before the angles, which are cardinal, are really important because if you have Mars in there, in that house that it could be physicians or military leaders, sport champions and executives. If it's Jupiter, it could be actors, playwriters, politicians, military leaders, top executives or journalists. And if it's Saturn, it's scientists and physicians. And if it's the moon, they're writers and politicians. I think the moon with writers because it's all about stories and our emotions. Right. So it's an important Interesting, house. yeah. And the reason also is it was relating that it's because it's that energy just after the, the changing of the light. You know, astrology really on that esoteric level. Did you study with Alan Oaken? No, I didn't. No, but I when I was working at Norwalk, I actually rec I got to listen to some of his lectures because I recorded him. 
but I've never but I've never studied him with him. Did you study with him? No, I haven't either. I think he he's an esoteric astrologer, right? Yes, which is once again, it's almost like learning a new language, although right. <laughs> And I understand. Well, and it's so ninth house, right? Oh, which gets me back to the fact that <laughs> language, in some ways, the fact that there's foreign languages, I mean, language is really more third house, I guess, but on the other way, language teaches, t- teaches or illustrates concepts, just right. like astrology yeah. is language. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's expressing concepts, opinions, ideas, you know, yeah. larger, larger concepts. It's not the linear concepts of Gemini, you know, it definitely is larger concepts. Yes, which gets to that quantum, goes back to my third house, galactic center in the third house. Well, I trust it's going to be an amazing year this next year for sagittarius it can't be overemphasized jupiter is in sagittarius once every 12 years it goes around so and you know it'll be interesting yeah with big visions and right now <laughs> yeah yeah we have <laughs> yeah, we got some event. some big yeah. visions coming don't we <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I love big visions, but <laughs> got to think big first. They always say for manifestation, think, just let them loose. Then later, think of little ways in order to implement them. You know, it's the macro and the micro. Because it's Sag Gemini. <laughs> yeah, it is a connecting field. But it is important to realize that we can't just let others take the course that we all have the right to our free thoughts to our sense of truth because right now mars and neptune are conjoined and they are squaring which means that there's a lot of tension with this thought process and you can see it globally you can see it nationally and it is important for us to recognize that we our voices are important Exactly. Yeah, thank you, Shannon. If you have something, otherwise we need to let people know that you can check anything about Shannon Hayes uh, along with all our guests at Talk Cosmos, which is online with our guests and our archives for any of our talks. And that next week on December 22nd, as we approach the Capricorn, will be a new new archetype but do you have a closing before we sign off um, no I think I'm good I just want to thank you again for inviting me back I always enjoy our conversations and uh, I love your show so well, I pre- appreciate being um, offered a spot thank you very much well indeed you're an activist of the mind and I love that yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon Hayes. <laughs> Thank you, Sue Rose Menahan. <laughs> Till again. Thank you.
you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.